0: Good morning and welcome. It's 8.07 Time Check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer's always yes. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. The Gators are hosting a Super Regional. That kicks off Friday against South Carolina. The Gator baseball team lighten them up. And the College of Central Florida just won the national championship in their division. So congratulations all the way around. This is also the anniversary. June 6, 1944, the anniversary of D-Day otherwise known as Operation Overlord. Right now, we're going to check in with Marion County Sheriff Billy Woods. We haven't talked to uh, Sheriff Woods in a while. How you doing, Sheriff?
1: I'm doing outstanding. Thank you, Bob. I miss being there with you.
0: Well, yeah, we miss you too, but we're glad we could communicate nonetheless, and you had a, a, a really a tough situation you're dealing with right now, and I'm not sure how much you can tell us, but um, you have a, a woman who was allegedly uh, shot maybe by a neighbor. There was some sort of dispute. A kid's iPad had to do with it, possibly. And, and uh, so this you know, woman's been shot and killed in a neighborhood, and then there's also a racial component to it, or there could be, I guess. And uh, I guess if you could give us the latest on, on what you can say about this particular case.
1: You know, it's tragic all the way around, you know, it's similar to the Triple Homicide as in what I mean is in tragic, you know, because this was a like you said a neighborhood dispute and uh you know, if there's anything that I can tell your listeners is this, if, if you get in a dispute, call law enforcement, don't don't try to take matters into your own hand. don't address issues in your own hands when you think it may escalate to to whatever level it be, you know. I look at the whole incident, you know, you got kids that are being kids in the front yard or, or out in the streets, and um, a neighbor confronts them, um, and mother mother gets upset. Mother gets rightfully upset. You know, as a parent myself, I, I would have been upset, uh, you know, someone yelling and, and throwing stuff at my children. I, I probably would have done the same thing. Um, but, however, you know, uh, what ended up happening is the mother did confront and uh our shooter shot her through the door and you know it's it's wrong just to be frankly it's wrong you're very familiar with our standard ground law and here's what a lot of people question. you know there's a lot of demand out there to make an immediate arrest you know I, i can't think of well i can think of very few very few handful of uh homicide cases where we even made an immediate arrest when it was a true homicide but this case When there's always a possibility to stand your ground, law does not allow us to make the arrest until we rule out that a person was or was not defending themselves. And that burden of proof is on law enforcement, not in prosecution in a courtroom. But that's the way legislators did it. Um, I'm confident justice is going to be served. I'm confident that justice will come. You know, people want to make it a racial issue. It, it, It is not. Now, I'm not going to say they're not bigoted people. I'm not going to tell you that people out there uh, ha- have an issue with certain races and sex and everything else that's out there. But, however, this is not a racially motivated, and that's what's sad. People out there are trying to make it racially motivated, because in my heart, and I think, Bob, you know me, is I stand up for no matter who they are. I stand up for the victims. I stand up for those. I stand up for what is right. I will go in there and... and Make sure that my deputies work as hard as they can for every single individual, and they do it every day.
0: It's really hard to make a determination because it's such a, um, a point of view type thing. Stand your ground. Like, do you really feel like severe bodily harm or death is going to come to you if you don't defend yourself? Um, you know, that's really... Tough. How do you get inside the head of someone if they feel like, like, oh, I know if this person gets a hold of me, they're going to kill me. And how do you tell them that that may or may not be? How can you tell what the truth is? I guess.
1: Yeah. No. You're absolutely correct. It is. You know, it's something uh, similar for us in law enforcement when it's. Uh, you know, we shoot someone, whether we kill them or not. It that. The courts have recognized you. You got to be in that moment. Are you the threats? Is the officer? And in this case, with the stand your ground. It's the same way. Um, but I'm more than confident. Again, I'm going to re- reiterate. I'm more than confident that uh, justice will be served.
0: Now, you know, we had the uh, you know, the triple homicide, and and you had these uh, youths involved. You know, uh, young kids, and you know, I guess there's an issue where uh, too often they're not held accountable. You know, the pendulum is swung. They don't want to get kids in the system too soon because statistics show they'll be involved for a lifetime. And now newer statistics are coming out saying, "Hey, look, there's no deterrent there, so kids are committing crimes that possibly they they didn't in the past, and and now are doing it more often."
1: You know, unfortunately, that's correct. That triple homicide was a perfect example of the failures of uh, a whole policy systems. You know, I. We everybody asks, well, what could we have done, or what what went wrong, what's anything? Of course, everybody wants to blame the first thing that's easy to blame that no one else can point a finger back at them, and that's the gun. The gun has nothing, and I'm going to repeat this: the gun has nothing to do with it. Um, and I'll tell you, in this case, it, it was mere execution um, is what occurred. But the fact that these juveniles, and I've seen it in my 33 years in law enforcement is where these juveniles have no thought, no concern of the consequences of the decisions in which they make. And they usually, typically, when it comes in our crimes in our world, they know that they're gonna get away with it or that they're gonna be right out the next day after being arrested. And that's part of the problem. And I think it starts at home. You know, our family unit has disappeared. Uh, You know, uh, whether it be single home mothers, whether it be single home uh, fathers, it, it doesn't make a difference. But it does start at home of holding our children accountable. Parents quit being friends, but standing and ensuring that their children know we're right and wrong, ensure that they held accountable, you know, it even goes into all of our school districts. Our school districts, and you're right, where they don't want to make sure that they don't get into the system. But that applies to the, the youth of today that are at the, I'd say, at the beginning or the birth. And most of the ones that we deal with is not on the birth of their criminal activity. They've been doing it for quite some time, and the majority of them their, their criminal history is as long as my arm is. And even the judicial system. And, you know, our, our Ju- uh, department of juvenile justice has finally recognized and stepped up the plate, at least in our area, in a fifth judicial circuit, uh, they're doing an outstanding job of working with us in law enforcement of trying to improve in those areas of recognizing where the ones are. You know, I think you, you look at the schools, you want my honest opinion. I think where we, we started going downhill when we took prayer out of schools I've yet to figure out how prayer is a negative thing. And when we do something like that and holding people accountable, uh, th- this is our failure. And it's not, not a mechanical failure. It is society's failure.
0: You've also got vulnerable uh, kids, too. You had a recent sting on pedophiles. If you can quickly kind of wrap that one up for me.
1: Yeah, you know, that's, that's what's truly disturbing. That operation only went five days. Okay, we just concluded five days and. Total of uh, during those five days were 20 physical arrests and then two more a couple of days later after we locate them. And here's a tidbit of information for your listeners out there. Here's what we found out in this last operation. The majority of these uh, uh, pieces, well, I'll be polite because I'm on the radio, um, worthless human beings. How about that? Is it was they were trying to connect with the kids between three and five o'clock. And that's typically when juveniles are at home by themselves, parents are still at work and that's what parents need to pay attention to. You know, this is when the, the, bad person knows this type of stuff. They out there recognize it. They will take advantage of it. And, and that's truly alarming. Think about that for a minute. 20 people we arrested in five days. And I've said this before on your radio show where I can take my whole department and put them on there and, never would end and that's what is truly alarming
0: wow well keep up the good work and and sheriff uh next time we'll spend more time and talk about these issues like we always do and we're glad to have you back sheriff billy woods thanks for your uh, your good work and we'll talk to you again soon thanks bob thank you